Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. We are just two idiots, and we are starting a spin-off section of our original programming. What? This is called Bag Fries. And why is it called that? I am so glad you asked. You know when you're eating, you know, some fast food and then you finish the meal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not really hungry, you're full, but if food exists, you're gonna eat it. Oh, boy, am I. And then, oh, at the bottom of the bag, surrounded by little puddles of grease stain, are those crispy, cold, hard bag fries. Bag fries. Back fries. <laughs> and that's what we've got here. We've got leftover notes and discussion points from our most recent podcast that we're going to be filling in here with little context. We'll be kind of jumping around here, reading through notes that we have left over. What was our most recent film discussion? So, yeah, we recently watched uh, Olympus Has Fallen, a 2013 action film starring Gerard Butler and various other stars. But uh, yes, yeah, so it, it turned out we hated this movie so much, we've just got so much <laughs> extra crap. Oodles. Uh, so we thought, why not record it, and we'll see what the hell happens. Um, so yeah, you want to kick this sucker off? Oh, absolutely. So a point that I brought up multiple times, because I was right, is <laughs> that Olympus Has Fallen is essentially um, a dime store budget version of die hard dime hard one of the scenes that i just lost my mind at is when we've got dylan mcdermott as our double crosser hiding behind the walls with gerard butler and it's like the scene in die hard when uh have you seen die hard uh a long time ago you're gonna have to rewatch that christmas movie that's right when he kills santa that's pretty awesome oh yes i just fantasy uh give me cole william oh oh, no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was that a rocket launcher being used on Santa? At point blank range. <laughs> There's just red and fluff everywhere. Look what I pulled out of my stocking. Anyway, continue. <laughs> anyway, so we've got Hans Gruber, portrayed by Alan Rickman, hiding with um, Bruce Willis, who plays the character Die Hard. <laughs> he plays Mr. Hard. Die, if you will. But this scene where they're behind behind the walls is very similar to that, right down to the cigarette. And Dylan McDermott flicks a cigarette at Gerard Butler, and there's just this <laughs> cannon blast sound when it explodes again. Butler's chest and knocks him into the wall, over dramatic. And then he pulls out a letter opener and tries to kill Gerard Butler with it, but instead he gets killed with it. You never, you never know when you're going to need a good letter opener. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, apparently that's the weapon to have when you're taking over the White House. That and explosive cigarettes. <laughs> he's got it all. He's like, he's just like a prankster. I got a letter opener with explosive cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me shake your hand. Got you. I double crossed you. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Dylan McDermott is just wearing like, facial prosthetics of the mascot for Mad Magazine during this whole movie. <laughs> then he runs away. <laughs> Dylan! Gosh. Um, Let's hear one of your one of your crispy fries. <laughs> one of your crispy boys. <laughs> um, there's so many. So I thought it was funny that this movie takes it probably takes place in 2013. Who knows? Uh, it takes place in 2013, and he has, like, a traditional Blackberry. Uh, I don't th- 
I mean, I don't remember, but I feel like those weren't common then. I think they were outdated even at that point. I feel point. like this is just an old person's technology movie. Like you said, we had they had like the oh, absolutely. He, they had to tell him, you know, a hot key <laughs> when he's trying to like disarm the bombs or whatever. <laughs> and then now he's like, I got my BlackBerry because it's got the keys on it, and I can type them just like a keyboard, <laughs> except it doesn't have hot keys because I don't know how to use a keyboard either. Um. <laughs> also, when he he calls his girlfriend or whatever she is, and that if you go back and watch it because it's just, I mean, it's a train wreck. You can't look away. Or a plane uh, crash, if you will. Right in the middle of every monument <laughs> yeah. in the world. <laughs> but uh, they, when he calls his girlfriend, it's got his photo. Oh, And it yeah. has his name in the most unnatural font ever. Like, obviously, the font wingdings. was rendered post-production. Oh, my gosh. It's just, you look at it, it's like, it doesn't even have the same perspective as what the phone is sitting in. It's just... I'm going to be honest. Oh. Nobody uses that function of phones. Nobody puts relevant photos of people like on their contacts As the call screen <laughs> you've either you've either just got a name that pops up or you've got that blank silhouette <laughs> yeah you know i'm not going through the trouble to upload photos of people and all my contacts i don't have the time <laughs> you're lucky i put your name in my phone you're lucky i allow you to call me <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna call gerard butler to hunt you down if you call me <laughs> But, I'm surprised uh, that his ringtone, though, wasn't a custom ringtone that said, like, I failed the president. Remember when I let his wife die? <laughs> Just so we could be reminded every five minutes in this movie, even more so. Like, he's like, hey, Gerard. And he's like, yeah. Remember when you let the president's wife die? And he's like, oh, now I'm sad and I wish I could do my old job still, but I can't because of my guilt. And they're like, hey, Gerard, you're going to. You gonna play poker with us on Thursday? I can't! I let the president's wife die! Angela Bassett's character is so like, Gerard, you're taking it too hard on yourself, okay? Just, you know, take it easy. It's like, thanks, I needed to hear that. Hey, Angela Bassett, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Angela Bassett, who always plays like a high-ranking <laughs> government official in every movie. She's only replaceable by, like, CCH Pounder. Like, what? They play the exact same characters. CCH Pounder? Um... Did you make that up? Sounds like the name to an old-timey <laughs> steam train. It's a wrestler. The CCH Pounder's coming through town around noon. <laughs> <laughs> the last steam locomotive of its kind. It's her porn name. <laughs> <laughs> and that's getting cut. Uh, I don't know if it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No. Uh, <sighs> She's she's a real actress. She's actually really good. I know her from Sons of Anarchy and like The Shield and stuff. No, she's a real person. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll have to Google that on safe mode later. Uh, so we didn't talk about uh, Morgan Freeman and all that much, but can we talk about him for a ripe second? Oh, Just I... a hot second! I bet we can. <laughs> His character walked like bumbling on screen like he was lost. And they're like, you're the new president. And he's like, I just need to know, is the president safe? And like, yes. And he's like, I'm in charge of this now. Give me a coffee. And I want to meet with these 47 countries. Like he fit uncomfortably well into that position like he was waiting. Are you saying that was a conspiracy inside the U.S. government? You think you know Morgan Freeman's character in Olympus House <laughs> Fallen? Think again. He was a demon! I guarantee he was a demon in that! He orchestrated 
The Collapse of Tower 7 with cups of coffee. You scum. <laughs> Globalists. Globalists taking over the White House. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he almost like, yeah, it's like he was expecting that whole thing to happen. And he's like, I know exactly who I'm going to call. Ghostbusters. Speaking of call, we need to have a conference call sometime on our show with Alex Jones and Jesse Ventura because... <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> Turn down your volume, folks, because it's going to be a lot of yelling. So, okay, one thing that really bugged me was, did they never change the codes or locks or anything in the White House since Gerard Butler left? How long was it since he left? Well, according to the ridiculous time-lapse screen made probably in Microsoft PowerPoint, it was yes. 18 months. Yeah, so in 18 months, they never change... Like two of the most, he, he walks into the Oval Office and there's this, like one of the stereotypical safes behind a picture, um, you know, like they do. And he just enters the code and it's the same. And he picks up like the president's like satellite phone. I was like, really? They never change it. Like their, their computer passwords are probably password one. <laughs> one, two, three, four. And, and the satellite phone doesn't even have a lock code on it. So it's like if. Yeah. Not only can you break into the safe, but if you can, don't worry, you deserve to use the president's phone. <laughs> it's probably got like all these high ranking officials and departments like on speed dial, so you just boop boop boop. I'm calling J. Edgar Hoover. Not actually him because he's <laughs> dead. But, you know, the FBI. Hoovies boys as they call him. <laughs> oh, the boys. <laughs> Couple of Hoovies boys. What am I doing? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I love that the guy, there's this random guy. They're just blasting in the front of the White House with like two machine guns at the same time. And he just takes the time to close the front door. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's his priority. He's like, that'll stop him. It's just a swinging door. He has to go back. <laughs> I don't even know that he latched it. He probably didn't because he probably got smoked. But because, you know, he wasted time standing in the crossfire. To shut the door. It would be rude to leave it open. You're gonna leave. You're gonna let a draft in. He turns around, and looks at all the other terrorists. He's like, "What? Were you born in a barn? Wipe your feet. We're guests in this house. Here, let me get the flag that we threw down and just wipe off your blood-soaked <laughs> boots, because we threw that flag down ten minutes ago and it's still fluttering to the ground. How about when we've got the world's Biggest terrorist, apparently. Uh, we know nothing about him, though. You know, he's he's brand new, but he's the biggest terrorist, and we're given that quick synopsis of him. Gerard Butler has a 45-second video call. You know, he gives him the old Skype-a-rooney. The old FaceTime. Drops those uh, wonderful Duke Nukem hashtag taglines, whatever. <laughs> he doesn't know what a hashtag is, neither do I. No. And... He couldn't Should type it to those... save his life. Almost literally. <laughs> All the lives. Anyway, he, he's on a phone conference with this guy for like 45 seconds. And then later on, when we have this scene where we think that the president and everybody just gets smoked, uh, Gerard Butler's response is not like, are you sure the president's dead? Like, can we investigate this? He's just like, no, that's not Kang. And like, okay, this is not your arch nemesis that you've been battling for seven films, James Bond. <laughs> This is some guy you just met, and you're like, no, that's not him. It's like, really? Really? You know what it is, Kang? Walking around with a letter opener. Maybe 
Maybe he was researching the world's top criminals at his desk job that he said multiple times that he didn't like because he really missed his old <laughs> job that he wished he could reclaim his former glory in. So that's my theory, and I think it pans out rather well. So <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. But, you know, the way the rest of this movie has been handed to us on a rusty silver platter where they just beat us over the head with exposition, I'm surprised they didn't do that with us. That's not Kang, because I Googled him earlier. Yeah. At my office job, did you know that I let the president's wife die? Even though she suffered a major traumatic head injury and was like already like uh, 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 like dying on screen. <laughs> Speaking of that, that's that's I feel like that's one of the biggest movie tropes is like you you always have to have like a car crash or something and then have that vehicle hanging precariously precari that why did I just make up a word? You did. I did. I'll allow it. What <laughs> what words did I just combine? Doesn't matter. Um, we'll have that stricken from the record. Yes. <laughs> There's always a car just hanging over the edge. It's like or a bus or a limo or something. Like, it's going to fall. Everyone way down the bed. Also, side note, and I'll let you get back to your notes. Did you notice they screamed at the one Secret Service agent who was trying to hold a limo down? And they're like, push. No, push harder. They're like, come on, Steve. You're not holding it down. Come on, lightweight. Yeah, it's is uh, that crash scene too was terrible looking. Uh, that looked like a video game. They're just they're spinning around at high speeds and crashing and clanging <laughs> off of everything. But what was it that even hit them? Uh, yeah, what was it? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. Why the hell did they crash? I couldn't tell because that scene was obviously just rehashed footage. From the PlayStation 1 game, The World is Not Enough. <laughs> yeah. I bet it was an AC-130 in the air that was shooting miniguns at them. That's why they crashed. It made a quick round over there after they got done with all the monuments. Um, it was probably a guy standing in the street shooting a machine gun in the air. Just randomly like that one guy uh, <laughs> later in the film. Uh, yeah, there's always a door jammed, though, like... In these films, like, like, we can't get the door open. It's jammed. The child safety locks are on. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so really what they should have called this film is Olimopus Has Fallen. <gasps> yeah, I don't know. You got anything else you want to add to this? <laughs> comparing different scenes of this movie, because it's all over the place, but they're all terrible, is like comparing turd apples to turd oranges. <laughs> And we got a big stinker As the right old here. saying goes. As, as the Bible says. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> My favorite scene. Uh, the credits. <laughs> the speech that Aaron Eckhart gives <laughs> right. at the end of this film. Oh, man. Is the greatest presidential speech I've seen since Bill Pullman in. No, excuse me. Mel Brooks in Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> that good, huh? Oh, man, it was just terrible. And you could tell they were trying so hard. Ugh. They had, like, the heartfelt trumpet that was almost playing taps, but not quite to avoid copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah, like, all the tears were getting stuck in Aaron Eckhart's dimples. <laughs> oh, man, it was just, uh, throughout that whole movie, all I could hear was Christian Bale in The Prestige going, he does try so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, I thought it would have made that scene a lot better. They teed it up for this, too. You easily could have, like, had him making, like, a public speech in the White House lawn with the rebuilding White House in the background as, like, a symbol of 
you know, this is a, a nation coming back together and there are resilience as a country and yeah, but nah, they just got it like in the, yeah, the press room in like the West Wing because it's like the only set they could afford. They probably didn't even make it for this movie. It's just been handed down from all the presidential like <laughs> movies or whatever. They found it in a back alley next to a dumpster. They probably talked to Rachel Dratch and were like, hey, can you hook us up with the set that Melissa McCarthy uses on SNL? <laughs> yeah, I suppose I can get it. What? what? That was my Rachel Dratch. She's also Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> Slash Ray Romano. My brother's tall. Oh. Ray Romano, Luke Bryan, Kermit the Frog, Harold Ramis. <laughs> All right, well, do we want to finish up these bag fries here? Is that uh I think so. They're starting to go stale. Mm-hmm. I'm out of topics to discuss with this movie. It was just... Oh, boy. Yeah, so with that, I think we're going to crumple up the old bag and give her a, a hearty toss. Basketball shoot it right into the trash can. <laughs> As always, if you want to find us on one of our many social media platforms, you can find us on Instagram at Two Idiots Pod, or you can send us an electronic message via these old internets. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag online, World Wide Web. <laughs> what is that, uh, you know, email address? <laughs> the enthusiasm just went away. Yeah. Just <laughs> slowly dying. Uh, yeah, that's uh, two idiots pod at gmail.com. That's the number two idiots pod at gmail.com. So you can send us an email through your old Blackberry phone, just type it in and send it to us, and we'll, we'll read it. So we have a uh, custom ringtone for emails only emails, <laughs> and it's Gerard Butler saying, <laughs> I let the president down, just on repeat. <laughs> This has been the maiden voyage of bag fries with just two idiots. Bag fries. <laughs> See ya. Don't take things so seriously. We're just a couple dum dums talking movies. Yeah, we're just two idiots. We're just two idiots. <laughs> <laughs>